Hi everyone, this is Kira Lawrence and I am Big Plan Engagement Lead for the UK Charity Mencap Transformation Team and I am also cousin of your favourite guitarist The Edge. I'm proud to announce that the Garden Tarts Charity of the Month for September is Mencap a charity for those with learning disabilities and their families and carers in the UK. For the month of September, a portion of the proceeds from the Garden Tarts merch store and patron sponsorship will go towards Mencap. For more information on Mencap, go to mencap.org.uk and for Garden Tart merchandise and patron information, go to thegardentarts.com. Have a great September and have a beautiful day. Hey everyone, this is Jenny. And this is Hillary. Very special garden tarts up. It is indeed. Yes. Today is Saturday, September 11th, 2021. 20 years after 9-11. I can't and believe it seems like. Yes, it seems like yesterday and it seems like a million years ago. A million years ago. It's crazy. 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 So because this is a big milestone in our lives, in your lives, and of course we can tie you two into it. We thought we'd come with a special app for today, honoring all our emotions, feeling the feels. Yep. Now, honoring all the people lost that day and the first oh, yes. responders and all of the people who have fought in Afghanistan for 20, well, it's not exactly 20 years. That's, yeah, but, rounded up pretty easily to 20 years. Yeah. So come along with us. Journey down not so great memory road. Exactly. So where were you on 9-11? I was at work. I was in the basement, as the offices are at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. And I had an office by myself. And I just remember this clattering, like people outside. And everyone had gathered into our boss's office, Jim Hankey's office. And they were just staring at the TV, just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, what the fuck, you know? And I go in and I see what's happening on the TV and and the first tower had been hit. And at the time my sister lived in New York and maybe the second tower, did the first tower fall after the second tower was hit? Yeah. Yeah, so both towers had been hit and I ran well, the, my office. The tower that was hit last was the first one to fall. Oh, okay, okay. Well, both towers had been hit then. And I ran back to my office trying to get a hold of my sister, which of course was futile. And I remember being in there and just hearing like gasps and screams. And that's when one of the towers fell. And I just went back and forth from the office to my phone, the office to my phone, the office to my, like crazy. Luckily, it's, she lived not too far from the World Trade Center. Uh, she wasn't in danger. There was definitely ash in the air, but she was actually working on like the Upper East Side that day. So she was pretty, she was very far away, mm-hmm. but there was no cell service, you know, so um, getting in and out of the city. 
but yeah, that was, uh, and they pretty quickly sent us home. And I remember hearing security and police officers, well, one of the heads of our security at the museum saying that we were ground zero for Cleveland, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was ground zero, that if there was attack in our city, that we should assume that uh, being such a big institution that we would have that. And I was like, what? So, of course, you know, you get in your car, get out of the parking lot, and there's nowhere to go. Like, nowhere to go. I think I ended up getting a hold of my mom, maybe, eventually. I just got home. And I just remember locking my doors, locking my windows. I remember being so scared in my apartment that I was going to be personally attacked. Like, my my body was just in this crazy yeah. You know, flight or fight. It was flighting. It was absolutely out of my control. And I remember feeling irrational about this fear of personal attack, but also no one's going to come bust out my door. And yeah. <laughs> some third floor of an apartment in Lakewood, Ohio. <laughs> like, but God, that was real. It was fucking there. It's crazy. So crazy. And that day we, I think AOL message all day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember you saying, like, on message, whatever. If, I don't know if it was email or messenger. I don't remember. But you said, I got to, like, they're evacuating my office. Yeah. And, um, like, a few minutes after that, my office. But I was, so I, well, let me start with this. The weekend before wasn't the weekend before 9-11 it was the weekend before that um labor day weekend i was Mm -hmm. in cleveland yep and you walked with me to my gate yeah you stood we sat at the gate together and i got on the plane security everything i watched your plane take off yeah yeah and i mean little did we know that obviously that would never happen again i barely remember being able to do that but I, I I remember it. I remember that well. But I um I also remember not feeling confident that the security people were even watching what they were yeah. doing. Um, like I I for, I don't know why I <laughs> that was a thought that went through my head. But it was like, what's the point of like they're talking and not looking at the screen and right. You know, I don't know, but um, I remember that. And then um, I was I lived in Charlotte and the actual weekend before um, 9-11 was uh, a year after my grandfather had passed away. And we did the unveiling of his um, of the headstone at, at where he's buried. Um, and my so I came from North Carolina to yeah. Virginia for that. And. There was, I was with my friend Carmen, I'm not driving on the way back. There was some horrible like oil spill on the road. And it it took us something like, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, it should have taken like seven hours to get home and it, it took like 15, you know, oh it was ridiculous. Gosh. Like yeah. half the day we were just stopped in one place. 
Um, and then finally they were able to reroute traffic, but it took us so far. Anyway, I got home in the wee hours of the morning of September 11th. I'm sorry, of September 10th. And okay. so I called in sick on, on the 10th um, okay. because I got yeah. home so late. There was no way I could. Of work. course, yeah. And so drove to my office. I was listening to the radio. I listened to this talk show every day. And I got, I was in my car and I remember, I was also late, I think, but I remember remember them saying hold on we have news or something but then I got out of my car oh gosh and I went into my office um and a few minutes later this asshole guy that I I couldn't stand him he came running in and saying a plane flew in to the World Trade Center and I don't think it was an accident and I'm like shut up why would you be that negative (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I was also on the 20 something floor of t- very tall building. I think it was right. 20 something floor. I don't remember, but it was way up there. And yeah, he came running in and we didn't have a TV on my floor. There was only a TV like on the main floor of the office, which was a floor down from mine. And um, I had work to like a regular day. And so every so often I would run downstairs to look at the tv and at some point i called my dad and he was about to leave for work and i said turn on the news there's something going on and then i like hung up the phone because i didn't want to say yeah. what it was like i just couldn't even say the words like it just didn't seem like a real thing to say those words apparently in our office in charlotte north carolina there was an office for secret service Oh. Um. And uh, they they came up at one point and said we're considering, you know, closing the building down. And the office manager, whose office was around the corner from mine, was like, you know, it's a regular work day, we're working, and that's that. And so they left. Um. <laughs> and then this oh lady gosh. came. This lady came up that I work with and she was like sobbing and I'm like what and she said one of the towers fell well I didn't see it on tv I thought it fell like toppled over yeah and I'm like oh my my god that took out the lot you know all of however 100 and whatever floors I don't know how many floors there were but I mean fell sideways and took out all of Manhattan like that and I went downstairs again and looked at the I watched it and it was like they showed it over and over and over again and at one point people were like screaming and I'm like you've already seen this like you've been sitting in this room all day I haven't you know because I had to be I work to do it was the second tower and I didn't know it I thought it was a rerun oh god yeah the first tower and then the secret service came back up and said we're evacuating uptown Charlotte entire. I mean, Charlotte is, you know, a big financial hub yeah, yeah. in the U.S. And so they're like, we're evacuating all of uptown Charlotte. And the office manager was like, no, we're not leaving. This is a regular work day. Mind you, we had people from our office that were in New York staying at the Marriott oh across God. from the World Trade Center. They never got their stuff back. 
Oh like, I mean, they're, everything they had in their hotel room, thank God they weren't there. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we're all concerned for, obviously, New York and the country, but specifically for our co-workers who were in New York that day. Right. And he was like, no, we're not closing down. And they, the Secret Service left again and they came back up and they said, well, you know, we, we can arrest you. Like, you're closing. Yeah, uh, closing your office. And by the time we left, like everyone had left. They had already cleared out everywhere. And um, there was like no one on the road. Gosh, yeah. Um, so like I drove home in, uh, with no traffic. And then, but when I got home, I lived near the airport. And when I got home, there was no parking in oh. my parking lot where I you know, lived and I'd never not been able to get a parking spot, but I didn't take into account that a good part of my apartment complex was, it was US Air, now American and Charlotte, which is their, you know, mega hub. I didn't, everyone was home. (laughs) Everyone was home. And also my, I had a, I had a little kitten at the time and she's, sat in the window and all day watched airplanes go over. It was like, that's all she did during the day. Like, that's all she did. And she was like sitting there like, what do I, like, what do I do today? Like, I'm bored. Where's um, my, where's the airplane channel? Yeah. Uh, right. But I also remember, I remember hearing though, all these rumors, um, one was that, except I knew it wasn't true because I had been talking to you, but one was that a plane crashed in Cleveland. Really? Well, uh, flight 9-11 turned around over Cleveland. Yeah, right. It disappeared um, over Cleveland yes, off the radar. Right. So it's not um, 100% Right, absolutely. Wrong. Right. Um, I heard that there was um, a plane that uh, flew, that hit the I don't remember the some other not the Pentagon but something else in State Department or something in DC it took obviously it took me until like that night to really figure out what had what had gone wrong and I also though remember thinking if you two had been on tour we all you know someone in our group would have been really it's screwed over at least you know yeah. with flights or yeah. or possibly being in new york or flying from new york i mean yeah. we had a friend who lived in new york and fly you know flew out cross country often yeah very often so it was really important i think to us to make sure that everybody was you know present okay. I remember for. trying. To, I remember trying to message you all. I don't know if it was an AOL or an email or what, but I remember trying in like my, my frantic mind in my office, trying to reach my sister. People screaming in the background, trying to get a hold of all of you, my YouTube family. Yeah. But luckily, everyone was good. They knew what was going on. They were watching the news. I mean, they weren't good. They were no, right. safe. Well, I I remember 
not being able, I called my dad, like, early on, like, I guess minutes after the second tower was hit. Um, and then I couldn't get a hold of anyone until, like, late that night. I couldn't get a hold of any, no one in my family on the phone. My dad was in Russia. I was going to just say that. I remember that your yeah. dad was in Russia. And didn't your mom have to put your dog down that day? She did. It was, was I don't know if it was that day. It was one of those subsequent days. He was stuck in Russia a good few extra days. It, he came home not too long after, but they had to clear the airspace and all this and that. Yeah. And yeah, there, our dog went into kidney failure while he was stuck over there and um, that's a very good memory of yours. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that. I mean, I don't remember. Roxanne, I, my my childhood puppy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I remember that. I I just I don't know, it but I remember. May have been on 9/11. It may have been, and then the 12th the day after was my sister's birthday, and she's stuck in New York with her city on literal and figurative fire. And, but you yeah. know, we all came home safe. So it was really scary. Um, have you? I remember oh, thinking that was going to be like the new normal. Like we were going to have terrorist attacks like every day. I remember like how we're, how do we know when they end? Right. Turns out they're people. This is their job protecting us from all of that. Right. Sometimes better than others. Have you been to either of the memorials? No. I I mean I was there. I drove by early 2002, and it was still just a pit of rubble. Um, I'd like to go one day to New York. Yeah. I've been to the one in Pennsylvania. We took our kids. It was a good few years ago. We were driving from Cleveland to Philadelphia, and it was, we're on our motorhome road trip. This is something we need to stop and see. Yeah. So... For those of you who don't know, there were Flight 90, so a plane, two planes crashed into the World Trade Center. One plot crashed into the Pentagon, and one um, was hijacked over Cleveland, where I live, lost on radar and turned around, and the passengers collect, got together and stood their ground and attacked and decided that, to crash the plane. It was better to crash the plane than they at this point they were starting to get word of what had happened. Right. And um I think loved ones were they were calling loved ones, loved ones were calling like total crazy ass chills right now. So they crashed in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. And it um took the girls and I rem- I remember having kids and being like, How can we ever tell them about? How we can, can't hide it from them, yeah. but how do we ever tell them? And then I remember my oldest, who's in eighth grade, she was in maybe third or fourth, and they started learning a little bit about it. And I'm like, too soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. Right. But turns out to them, it's all ancient history. It's so long ago to them. But we went to the memorial, and we were telling them about it ahead of time and how it's going to be hard. This is what happened. I remember. My husband and I, we like wept as we were telling them about it. And um, it, it really sunk in with them, especially our older daughter. It really like, I, 
almost stopped her, but I'm glad I did it. But she was listening to like some of the voicemails people were left for their loved ones. And um, I admire that. I can't listen to that stuff. I couldn't. I had a hard, really hard time. I do regret there's these really cool, um, I guess they're stone pillars that they start up high and they come down. It's the flight. It's the path of the flight. And if you you could walk between them and if you follow it all the way straight forward, it's where the plane like crashed. And um, you can there's there's a fence you can walk. You can't walk to it. It's maybe 500 feet or so. There's a fence. I regret. It was raining. It was cold. Like, so many reasons to get back on the road, but I have to go back someday. I felt yeah. like I should get closer, that I deserve, that those people deserved that. Yeah. Whew. Well, a, a segue into you too. Um, mm-hmm. So, I have heard Bono talk about, you know, like on 9-11, they decided to add a leg to the tour or whatever. And I'm like, that's bullshit. You can't get a tour together in a month. And right. I went back and did research and sure as shit. Because like I was thinking we had travel plans already to go to shows. You know, I think after, they were pretty last. They were all, they were very last minute. And I didn't. I didn't really think that could happen. That could be possible. Um, but so they, you know, I, I would say there. I'm looking. Their first show was October 10th. It was not even a whole month. Right. I'm wondering. You think it's possible they had a third leg penciled in, and they weren't sure if they were going to do it or not. I, and then they, I think that is probably likely except that I mean I know so I got tickets for for the, I remember vividly getting tickets for um the DC show that I went to in March and I think the show was in June right the two DC shows we went to I right. know that I know those tickets for the first leg went on sale many many months before for sure you know i mean now the tickets go on sales almost a year um you know before the tour starts but you you might be right you're probably right about that that they they had a tour but they just hadn't i don't know hadn't like pulled the yeah but i went to three shows on the first leg and then i was like i'm done like i'm not you know i wasn't they were, you know, kind of hard shows in terms of, you know, working and um, just my life at the time. And I didn't plan on go, you know, I wasn't planning on seeing them again on that tour. Yeah. And then I went to another, you know, like 10 shows. Yeah, I went to eight on the third leg. I'm counting right now. One, two. Yeah. We- 9-11 was only a few days after Bono's father's funeral and a few days after Slain. Okay, yeah. Do you have that? When was Slain? Let me look and see. Slain was September 1st. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so last minute tour, and uh, we all got a ton of tickets. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I, uh, so I flew from Charlotte to Toronto. And you picked me up in Toronto and we went to Hamilton, Ontario for yeah. the show there, which is where I met Garden Tart Amanda for the first time. Yeah. It's just another story altogether. Um, I remember getting on that plane. Um, one thing was there was a guy in front of me. I have to add some irreverence to this yeah. episode. Go for it. Us. Please. There please. was a guy in front of me with like a like price club size bag of Funyuns that he put right through the, <laughs> the metal detector and I just remember being like thank you dude because I was losing my mind like I was two seconds away from like running leaving the airport and the Funyuns really gave me you know yeah it really brought you down yeah <laughs> it really did um there was this fancy fancy business guy that was on his cell phone like screaming at someone on his cell phone like he wanted everyone to hear like he was some oh fancy God. business guy and he got pulled to do additional security which is random right and he was just like I'm not doing it you know what do you think I look like a terrorist or whatever I'm not doing it and the lady was like uh, you know I'm gonna have to ask you to either do this or I'm going to have to get security. Like if you, if you're, if the other passengers think you're a threat for any reason, we can yank you off the plane. And I'm like, I think he's a threat. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then like ran, <laughs> got on the plane and like, I don't know. Put you can hide behind the Funyuns. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what happened to that guy. I don't know if he hey, got on the guy. plane or not. Um, I'm like, Oh my god. But I remember the absolute silence of the plane taking off. I also remember my brother Jeremy said, you know, don't wait. He asked me not to go. And then I'm like, I'm going. And he's like, Well, um, if don't wait for someone else to be a hero. If something needs to be done, do it. So right before we start to land this little old lady gets up to go to the bathroom after we weren't supposed to yeah. go to the bathroom anymore she was heading to the back of the plane and, but I did think for a second like I gotta you jump to on this this. <laughs> I gotta take her down I gotta Watch take her down grandma. <laughs> and um in the stu- the flight attendant came up you know and was like ma'am you know we're about to land so it was all taken care of so I didn't have to do anything. Um, but just the silence of taking off was one of the most chilling moments of my life. Because, oh, you know, every single person in there was thinking about the people that, you know, took off the month before. Yeah. You know, and never landed. Yeah. I mean, it was so in my head of what they, you know, what they went through and everything. It was just so real. Anyway, so let's talk about the concert. Okay, I remember you, because I think we've talked about another app, Pillows, Stepper, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and our This Is Where We've Been series. 
Yes. I remember you, sorry if I'm telling your story, being pissed off because you were like, this is supposed to be an escape. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So when the name started, um, like, you know, they put the names on the screen by playing, you know, whether they were at the All over the audience. Yeah. It was huge and I was just like no 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 like like almost like I was saying it so that it it went away or something like I just want I just didn't want that in my face you know like I really needed a break from thinking about that every two seconds and then I'm like damn it I'm at a U2 show what would I have expected other otherwise like you know I'm here to be, feel like I'm being cleansed one way or another. Right. Um, Sometimes that's, that's just, feeling the feels. Yeah. And that doing wasn't the hard work. Yeah. That wasn't the way I would think I like turn, like I could not look. I was so upset by that. I, mean, I remember it so well. We were on the outside rail of the heart facing like. The stage was a little bit to our left. So like the stands were right kind of in front of us. Mm -hmm. And at the other shows, it was like the heart with the suitcase on the, on the end. And the name started going and we both like, like, and I remember you saying no. And I just remember that if I had not been hanging onto that rail, I would have been on my knees. Yeah. And as far as I know, as far as we know, that's the first place they did that. I'm pretty sure it was. There were. I mean, we hadn't heard we hadn't heard it happen before then. No, I can tell you how many shows were before that. Uh, they were in South Two. They were in South Bend, Indiana, and then Montreal, Canada. Let me look at those and see. I'm looking at YouTubeTourist.com. Comments. U2 takes the stage barely a month after 9-11 attacks. And the show includes several references to what happened. New York police and firemen are brought on stage and walk around the heart at the end of Walk On and stay on stage. So it is there. And then we look in Montreal. I mean, the name's there. On October 12th, they were in Montreal, Canada. It doesn't say anything about it. Headline, U2 hasn't changed since their last visit, but the world has. But then honestly, it doesn't say anything on that October 13th in Hamilton about the names either. But we know we saw it. So then we went to New York. It was the third Madison Square Garden show. Yes, it was um, October 27th. Yeah. yeah. They had first responders. They had the Mm -hmm. police and the fire department, like, walk around. Um, they did walk around the heart, right? Yeah, they were out on the heart and everything that was during walk on. Maybe it was during the encore. Yeah. Which was 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 absolutely chilling as well, and and just kind of palpable. It was right in front of us. These people yeah. who, God knows what they what they'd seen. Um, I remember though being in Hamilton though. And, which it which was about a million times more I don't know just moving to me than than even seeing the the uh, first responders I just 
you know, I just felt like I was reliving every second of that day in Hamilton and yeah, feeling like I just, I still can't get over that show, but in New York, it almost, I mean, it was very sad, but it almost felt like a celebration of these people who have this job that is just to save our lives. And they know when they walk into a burning building. Yeah. Every time, you know, they go to every day they go to work, that could be their last day. And I mean, people that put themselves, you know, on the line like that for our safety, to me, it was it was almost a celebration in New York. Where It really felt like a celebration. Yeah. I mean, because they they were celebrating themselves and their coworkers and their loved ones. Yeah. So the two tours mentions the first concert in New York. 1024 is the first mention of the names. I'm wondering if Hamilton was like a test run. Hmm. I don't know. It was there. I mean, yeah. Maybe no one else was there, but we were there and it was there. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so the next show we went to was in Las Vegas and I remember that was our whole group that went. Yeah. And I remember on that for that show um our friend got everyone's like parents' numbers, like con- mm-hmm. you know, um, contact numbers because you know I we started thinking about this like we travel all over the world together, mm-hmm. and if something happened, how the heck would we contact anybody's families? Right. And I mean, I right. was living in North Carolina. I'm sure my you know parents didn't know where the hell, where I was going. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was an, I would I I'm sure didn't tell them it was a really smart move, a very smart move to get all that information. We'd never done that before. Yeah, we should yeah. have done it all along. But, um, you know, it, it took 9-11 to kind of. Open yeah. Our yeah. Um, yeah. But it was. Right. It's it crazy just... times, but I really, you know, in retrospect, I'm so glad I had the tour. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like I don't know. It was almost like group therapy, you know, yeah. like, and almost, you know, how like you can start teaching a baby to swim by just throwing it in the pool. Right. Yes. Like you need to start. Was... I'm gonna throw you in the yeah. pool so you can start healing. I feel like I healed a whole lot faster than I would have if we had not done that together. And that's the royal we. Right. Yes. Yeah. Not just you and me. Yes. No. um, That is us. And, you know, like that, that part of the tour, that leg of the tour also... I don't know, a third of all of my fun things that have ever happened on <laughs> musical journeys happen on that leg. I mean, yeah, yeah, our craziness in Las Vegas and you know, everything in Hamilton and, you know, us having crappy seats in New York and <laughs> driving from Tampa to Miami. Like those were those are some of my favorite yeah tour memories and it's so amazing that they come from such you know a horrible time what our band does yeah yeah 
brings us together. Yeah. Chills again. Rough times. I know. So we shouldn't let this ep end without mentioning the February 2002 Super Bowl in New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans, you were in our hearts. Absolutely. Um, so much. You two played the Super Bowl, Louisiana Superdome. Because, I mean, really, what other band could play at a time like this in our country? We got to go to the Irish right. <laughs> to celebrate the Americans. They know how to mourn, like, they, they the really fucking do it right. They and played with the Irish and and the Jewish have cornered the market on <laughs> proper morning. mourning in very different directions. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the Irish have, have also cornered. This, these particular Irish have cornered the market on celebrating America. <laughs> yes. So uh, they did Beautiful Day, MLK, and Where the Streets Have No Name, and Beautiful Day first. And then as MLK was starting, a big screen came up behind the stage and started scrolling the names of the people lost in the World Trade Center attacks, um, as well as the Pentagon and uh, Flight 93 in Pennsylvania. And then they kept strolling through most of streets. It's a lot of names. Yep. And uh, I don't know, that was... American flag jacket. That got him a spot on Time magazine. And I think it's like one of the top Super Bowl halftime performances ever. I don't know what it ranks, but it's up there. I mean, just the emotion of it, and they captured it like fucking crazy. I mean, yeah, because it was so much more than a show. Like, oh my god, did you see what you two did? And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I was that's yeah, so old. Like, I've seen that for months now. (laughs) And also, Um, we're not like none of that show surprised me. No, that performance surprised no. me because we'd seen the tour. No. I think that but it was still perfect. That the reception to that performance surprised me. Yeah. But not the nothing in the performance, but I think that everyone else, how everyone else responded, just the general public, yeah. the you know, secular people that aren't <laughs> YouTube the fans, math. how they reacted to it. Um because yeah. that was a Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Well, gosh, y'all, um, be gentle yourself today. And thinking of all of you, I'm sure that there's some of you who have a loved one, a family member, friend of a friend. I feel like no matter how distant, we all know someone who lost their lives that day. Oh, absolutely. And... um. Mine happens to be a friend of a friend, no, someone I never met, but still, it's I, my friend lost a loved one that day, and that right. hurts, you know. My, it all, all the hurts. The person I know is also a friend of a friend. Yeah, and uh, welcome the troops home from Afghanistan. Welcome the refugees. My back. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're welcoming our troops home from Afghanistan after the last 20 years, and we're welcoming refugees who need all of our help. I know that Virginia and Ohio have been accepting a lot of refugees. 
Yeah. I know Cleveland has, we have do at least dozens um, that we have infrastructure and um, services for that we've been able to welcome. I know, yeah, Virginia's big time. So say your prayers if you pray. Think happy thoughts if you think happy thoughts. Give yourself Keep hugs. All of the people in mind who yeah. lost their lives and those who protect our lives. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. We love you. We're glad love you're you. here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, listeners. Jenny here from The Garden Tarts. And if you are a major YouTube fan, which I am assuming you are if you are listening to this, then you are also aware of Bono's work with the organizations Red and One. It is absolutely imperative that we give them all the support we can right now, especially right now, as they are not only dealing with the AIDS epidemic that they have been fighting for years, but now the COVID-19 pandemic as well. So check out one.org and red.org and see how you can help.